0: Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahm. Go! Welcome
1: to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha.
2: <laughs> and this is Matt Stahm. And welcome
1: to our business legal podcast where we cover business in the news and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, can send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. And welcome to our World Cup themed episode. Everything we're talking about is World Cup, and we're not even going to talk about the law. It's become a sports podcast only for today, and only in the World
2: Cup. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but I, I don't want to get too off tangent. But well, I guess from what you said, this is an off tangent. So we're recording this day after the U.S. lost in the group stage, but ended up advancing. I don't know if you saw Denny's; they posted something on their Twitter how they were really sad that the U.S. lost because they thought they were eliminated, but the they ended oh. up advancing because they didn't understand how the rules worked.
1: It may have just been like an automatic thing. Like if they lose, just automatically tweet this yeah. or something. But that's kind of embarrassing. I wonder how they corrected that.
2: Yeah, only in soccer could you lose and the team that's possibly take your spot could win and you still advance somehow. It's That's not true. I understand how it works, but it's... That is
1: not true. No, no, no. First of all, the NBA playoffs are the same way, by the way. Because you can lose a game.
2: Well yeah, but I'm saying if you what I'm saying is you can't lose your last game in a certain round in advance in the in any other sport.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. That's true. It is a point system, but anyway, what's our first World Cup story for the day? Uh well I don't know if this is World Cup. I promised everyone World Cup theme, so we'll have to tie it in somehow.
2: I'll see if I can. So this comes from the Supreme Court in the United States, who has made the World Cup final sixteens. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So that's the tie-in, but it's more patent stuff. It's a topic we frequently talk about on the podcast because we, you know, I, I think I can speak for both of us. We are both anti-patent trolls. And I think a lot of people are, other than the, the few attorneys that are holding on to these patents and trying to make money off of it. Just to specify I'm anti patent trolls, but not anti troll. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. Good clarification. But the Supreme Court ruled nine to zero, so a shutout in soccer terms, <laughs> that the basically saying that you actually have to make something in order for the patent to be legit it can't just be an idea so we'll post the link and people can read the specifics but i think overall obviously this is going to be a really good thing moving forward we'll we'll see what kind of effect it has but this is a good step in the right direction
1: yeah i think it is but i started actually reading it and seeing some of the commentary it just seems like This was a bad example because if you look at the actual patent, it was just very general and it had to do with the financial trading systems. And and this is actually a 10-year-old case in the sense that this has been developing for a while with multiple lawsuits. But just to break it down in simple terms, the original patent was to patent an idea of how they do a certain financial analysis. And let's just do this financial analysis using a computer. And I know that sounds very generic, but from what I'm reading, it wasn't more specific than that. And the Supreme Court just made it very simple that that's not patentable. And I think the criticism for this particular decision, or at least as far as the reaction to it, is that in reality, it's not going to do as much as people may think as far as changing the law, as far as combating patent trolls. In fact, some of the organizations related to uh, fairness and patents simply state that there is nothing that a court decision or an executive can do to combat patent trolls to make it not profitable to be a patent troll. The only way is to
2: literally change the law. And I can see an argument towards that based upon this opinion. Yeah, you always have to go and do that. I try to say something good, <laughs> positive, and you just knock it down. But there's truth to what you said, I mean, it does get into details about that. It is a step in the right direction just because we don't see rulings like this there's just so much bad it looks like in the patent world that to get one minor positive out of it, it's just finally moving towards the right direction. And they're trying to introduce legislation as well that would prevent patent trolls out there to do that. But if this story was in the group stage, I don't think it would have advanced to the uh, <laughs> to the knockout stage.
1: I would agree with that. But you're right; it is a step in a positive direction. It is going to make it more difficult for like the ridiculous patents that are out there. Like there's this one that the electronic frontier foundation gave an example of as a computerized meal planning so they sued a bunch of websites simply providing their recipes and menus online and that was a basis for a patent infringement so those kind of things obviously are things to it just doesn't make sense for that to be allowed and this decision will affect those types of patents
2: very true All right. Well, let's get into the question of the day. Hopefully it's World Cup related. And it's not. not, I I told everybody World
1: Cup day. I I was very clear.
2: If I sell items online, can I have them agree to the contract by checking a box that no one reads? And this comes from, I was assuming they were selling soccer balls, but it's not wine sales in Sonoma, California. Well, you know, this is actually a classic question. and We've
1: all signed these agreements. Well, I know I have. Matt, have you signed one of these agreements where you
2: check the box? and? Never been on the internet before, but maybe one day.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. They're pretty common. <laughs> you know, usually whether you're registering for a new site, whether you're buying something, sometimes there's not even a checkbox, right? Sometimes it says by purchasing this, this is in accordance to the terms and conditions of this website or by registering, right. et cetera. So here's the rule. And I'm gonna give the US rule because the rules in other countries around the world is actually much more restrictive. And it's a case by case basis, but basically so long as the user understands that they're agreeing to certain terms and conditions, the law doesn't require them to actually read it. And there has to be some kind of action of assent or agreeing to it or acceptance to the contract. So a checkbox is a great way to do that because it makes sure they actually have the opportunity to read but Sometimes, like for example, Zappos.com got hit with a lawsuit and basically the issue was whether this term of service was enforceable. Problem is their term of service was really buried into multiple lengths and wasn't readily available. So how could they actually prove that the consumer or the buyer actually agreed to those terms and conditions when they can't really access it? it? It would be similar to giving somebody a piece of paper to sign and then having the agreement somewhere else. There has to be some kind of connection to the agreement and the signature.
2: Very true. The one caveat I would say with this specific person that sent this in is it's dealing in wine sales. Oh, I mean, they have to be extra careful because obviously you can't, assuming they're selling wine and not just, you know, like… Soccer ball. Well, I was thinking of the other things you could sell that are wine-related, like a wine rack. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. If you sell actual wine, you know, there's other things that go into that as opposed to just selling, yeah, a soccer ball. So this person needs to be extra careful and obviously make sure they have the right language in there. And and I I think a lot, what a lot of sites do, breweries, things like that, before you can even go on the website, you have to check that. And it's ridiculous because obviously you can just lie if you wanted to, but like enter your birthday or just verify that you are 21 years or older. That sort of defense looks like Portugal's defense in their first match against Germany.
1: Oh, this is my favorite World Cup episode, by the way, out of all the other World Cup episodes that we've done. That's a great perspective. I didn't even think about some of the regulatory effects that it can have by selling alcohol online. I don't drink, so that's probably why I didn't think about that, but definitely a good point. <laughs> you didn't know what
2: wine was? I thought it was soccer balls. I thought it was like French for soccer <laughs> yeah. ball. Yeah. Well, we both learned something on this episode. That's good. What did you learn? Uh, <laughs> I learned what the internet was. Remember, I'd never oh, okay. been on before. Yeah. yeah,
1: invented by Al Gore. All right, well, thank you for joining <laughs> us. That was a fun sports episode, and good luck to the United States of America tomorrow. I'll also be watching the Germany game today. And today meaning not the day that I'm recording it, but the day that this episode is coming out.
2: It's going to be that long till they play again? That's, uh, I don't know if I can wait. Oh, uh, till the U.S.? I think it's tomorrow yeah. afternoon. I'm thinking real time for when we're recording this, how long it's going to be till that is. Oh. It seems like a long time. Probably one, two, three, four days or so, depending yeah. upon which planet you're on. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound and keep it smart.
0: This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasir Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound, Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney.